630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. At center ice, it's Connor McDavid. He's got Darrell Walker, and he's got some room down the sidelines. McDavid to Everly, dishes off one time. To the 30, 20, 10, 5, score! Touchdown, Eskimos! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, here we go. The Oilers win a weird one thanks to Patrick Line. The news today, Darnell Nurse ankle surgery going to be out up to 12 weeks. Brandon Davidson likely to return tomorrow against the Columbus Blue Jackets. More details on that as we move along tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Very special guest to kick off the show tonight. The former owner of the Los Angeles Kings. Yes, the guy who acquired Wayne Gretzky back in the day. It's Bruce McNall. Bruce, welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves. How are you doing? I'm good, Reed. All is well. It's really a lot warmer than I heard the uh, the uh, weather report up where you are. Yeah, yeah. you must hear those temperatures and have flashbacks coming up here for games in December and January when you own the Kings. Horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. We have jackets. Are, are, you, are you in California? Yes, I'm in L.A. And, uh, yeah, I just remember when it was that cold, we just go to the ball and look at the water, you know, the water thing going on there. That was good. Oh, right. <laughs> Go to the water park. <laughs> the indoor yeah, beach. That <laughs> yeah, that was our highlight. When was the last time you were visited Edmonton, Bruce? Has it been a while? It's been quite a while. I came up there about three three or four years ago because I was uh, involved with a company that was uh, uh, had a, uh, a device that they put on helmets for not only, not only hockey but for other sports uh, to help monitor concussions for players. So I was up there helping them with that. So it was in Edmonton, Calgary, in that area where they where these people were located. Yeah. Well, I want to talk some hockey with you, but let people know uh, what you're up to these days. I mean, I know you put out a book about 10, 12 years ago called It, it Was Fun While It Lasted, but I don't think that yeah. meant it was the end of you having fun. So what are you up to these days? <laughs> no, no. Actually, actually, that, that book is now being uh, uh, made into a film, it looks like, or a Showtime series. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, otherwise, I produce movies like I always have. Um, done several in the last several years, and uh, I'm heavily involved with a uh, a lot of charity work. I deal with the Kings quite a bit with their charities, and uh, also with uh, helping out with their sponsors. And uh, there's a charity called ProCon.org, which is a very huge website to uh, inform people about the current events of the day on a nonpartisan basis. So you know, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and all has been uh, very good. All right, now if if they make a uh, a Showtime series about your life, who plays Bruce McNall? Who's at the top of your uh, list? <laughs> well, who I would like and who's going to do it are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Leo DiCaprio would be great for me. You know, uh, but I think that in fact they're going to end up. Uh, I've, I've heard that uh, 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 one of the Baldwin brothers is interested. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens. You know, it's, uh, who knows? The movie business is a strange world and. Uh, you know, things change every minute, so I have no idea what will end up happening ultimately. All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll probably keep bugging you about that because I want to know what, yeah, what it's coming out. Bruce McDowell joining us on Inside Sports. Hey, you know, it's interesting. Um, you you brought 
Wayne Gretzky to Los Angeles, and and that's often credited with triggering expansion in, in in the southern states in the in the U.S. And now Las Vegas is is going to get a team. Uh, a few things I want to ask you about this, but do you look at this and say, "Yep, this is still the fallout almost thirty years later of of me bringing Wayne to to L.A." How do you look at this Vegas getting a team now? Yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure that's still part of the fallout. Uh, I mean, I don't think that uh, you know prior to that time uh, there really were no uh, expansion teams on the West Coast or even in the South, you know, Florida, Texas, and places like that. So it's definitely a, a part of that. I think still, uh, not all of the work though. Uh, Wayne and I discussed this just recently, actually. You know, we thought that um, that once we expose hockey to every place, that every place would love it and take off to it. Obviously, that hasn't been the case. I hope that, that uh, it does in Las Vegas. I hope it does. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough call. But I, I, I certainly hope it does. I know Gary Bettman is going to and look at it very carefully before he decided to, uh, to, uh, to go that direction. But I, I hope it works. Uh, I mean, which I mean, I think I know from sitting here up here in in northern Alberta. I look at okay, Arizona. I look at okay, Carolina. I look at all right, the Florida Panthers. Are, are those the markets to you? Where like, oh man, like what are they going to do? Or, or how do you see some of the the strength of some of those ones? Yeah, some of them didn't work uh, for sure. I mean, those didn't work very well. Atlanta didn't work, obviously, right. uh, and and some did work. Uh, but uh, you know, not all the markets took off, and those are good, good uh, examples of ones that really have not flourished the way you'd hope. They're you know they're still alive. Uh, whether they're going to be able to be continue there or move up to places that are more obvious, obviously every franchise works in Canada. Every you know that's easy. Uh, every franchise seems to work very well, even in the the, the northeastern states of, of the United States. But as far as uh, you know. Some of these southern areas, it's a tough call. Sometimes they work, just sometimes they don't. And uh, Wayne, Wayne and I discussed that actually just as I said recently because we said, "Geez, we thought everything would be great." Then we realized, guess what? Not every not every team has Wayne Gretzky, so I guess that's why it don't all work. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. It helps to it helps to get a star, and right. you know Vegas is going to do an expansion draft, so they'll get. You know, let's face it; they're going to get players that maybe don't fit into other teams' plans. Does that th- does that concern you that th- the league's getting? I mean, I, I think in '93 when the Kings went to the Cup final, I'm pretty sure the league was at 24 teams, maybe 25. Right. Now we're up to 31. Right. I mean, are you looking at this as an ex-owner and say, "Wait a minute, where are we going to get enough players to put an entertaining product on the ice night after night?" Well, the way the game has changed, I think it's not a problem. Uh, personally, I don't think that. Uh, um, the game is now a different game, I think, than it was back in you know the '90s uh, at that time, and that is, it's you know, it's a game of defense. Um, it's a game of big, big, strong, tough guys. You don't have, the, in my opinion, the skill sets are a little different than they were back then. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of dumping and chasing the puck as opposed to you know passing and being a little bit more creative. And therefore, I think that it'll you know probably get players that are you know. The, the Kings themselves, when they won the Cup, uh, other than a couple of really high skill players, you know, Kopitar and Dowdy and so forth, were, you know, basically a bunch of very tough, hard-nosed guys. And those guys are, you can find those guys around. And I think it won't be a problem for expansion teams to get tough players who fit their plans. 
So, and I don't know if you know Bill Foley, who's owning the Vegas Golden Knights, but would you, what would you say to him about selling the game? Because it sounds to me like you're saying, uh, you know, a, a 2-1 game on the marquee in Vegas with all, a whole bunch of other things to do might not be appealing as Blue Man Group or Cirque du Soleil or a night well, at the blackjack table. Yeah, well, you're right, basically. Unfortunately, it's not a matter of one team because if you have a team that is a big, high-powered offense, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end up, uh, you know, with the cup. Uh, in fact, recently we've seen that that's really not the case, other than Pittsburgh, um, that it's not necessarily the case at all. So, you know, I would say, you know, put the most entertaining game you can out there, win, which everybody loves. If you can find a way to win and win early, uh, and then and then do things that, are, that make make it exciting for people as best you can. Uh, you know, between periods and so forth. The nice thing about Vegas, they have so much entertainment. They can do a lot of entertainment things between periods, before the games, after the games, that probably are not available to most other teams. So that might be a big advantage for them. Okay, so the, you, maybe you'll have the hockey game and Cirque du Soleil in the intermission. So you get both, right? Why not? Right? <laughs> and have a few players up there. You know, doing some tricks up that time. <laughs> Hey, Bruce, do you have a couple more minutes? Because I just want to take a quick time out. Yeah, I sure. want You brought up some concussion stuff. I'm hoping to ask you about that. Can you hold the line? Yeah, sure. Right on. That's Bruce McDonald on Inside Sports, former owner of the Los Angeles Kings. Interesting perspective from him. We're just going to spend a few more minutes on him with, uh, with him here. Uh, Two-minute break. This is Connor McDavid. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Ben Wapuliak. Jordan Everly here. This is Mark Latestu. This is Malal Lucius from your Edmonton Oilers. Help bring Christmas to thousands of kids. Please support 630 Ched, Santa's Anonymous. NHL tonight, the Penguins lead the Coyotes 3-0 midway through the second period. No scoring between the Bruins and the Habs. That is after one. Just those two games tonight. Oilers... Columbus tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock puck drop here on 6.30. Ched, you'll hear from Brandon Davidson and Todd McClellan in the next half hour of the show. My name is Reed Wilkins. Pleased to be joined by former L.A. Kings owner Bruce McNall. We're having some uh, hockey talk uh, with Bruce. Now, you mentioned you're still around the, uh, well, it sounds like you're around the Kings uh, quite a bit. You still Are you still going yeah. to most of the games, Bruce? I go to most of the games. Uh, you know, uh, the Kings have been, you know, wonderful to me after, you know, the, the fact. And, uh, you know, Luke is now the, Luke Robitaille is now the president of the team. So, you know, whatever I need or want, I'm there. And, uh, you know, if anything I can do to help them out, I do. So it's been a great relationship uh, during that time. <laughs> it's funny about I was thinking about this with Edmonton. Now that Wayne is involved with the team as well, uh, I had dinner with him uh, three weeks ago, and he was telling me, he, was making, he said, you know, Bruce, if, uh, if McDavid was playing when I was playing, you would have jumped right over me to get him. I would have been ignored. And I said, Wayne, I don't think he has 200 points yet. And he said, he said, well, okay, maybe not. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, well, we're pretty lucky. I mean, Edmonton was pretty lucky to to, to get McDavid. As now, I, I, I wasn't planning on asking you this, but you brought it up as a, as a former owner. What do you right. think? What do you think of the draft lottery? Because the Oilers have lucked out in it a couple of times, and certainly with McDavid. But originally, the draft was just you know you finish last, you get the top pick, and you roll from there. Do you like the lottery? Is it fair? Should should they change it? Well, it's worked for basketball, so I suspect it, it, it's probably okay for hockey too. I mean, it's uh, it makes it, it's one more event that makes things exciting, uh, and anytime you can put an event on, in this case, the, the draft. Uh, I think it makes it makes it interesting, you know. It makes it adds a little bit of drama to things. So, yeah, I think I'd be for it. I don't think it's negative to anything, and 
you know, uh, if there's it, it just adds one little bit more drama to the whole the whole business, which I think is good. See, Bruce, that's why you went into business and became an owner. And I and I do sports radio is because I think about things. Is it fair? Is it right? And you think are people going to pay attention to it? That's your that's your first question, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably true. I mean, that's, that's, that's true enough. I mean, we look at it from that standpoint and say, hey, you know, is this going to be something people care about or not? And uh, if they do, great. You know, we're, we'll we'll figure that out. That's wonderful. Um, you, you mentioned you uh, you were doing some stuff about monitoring concussions, and I wanted to ask you about this. And, and when, when we were in touch brief, briefly last week, I, I said I wanted to ask you about this because you mentioned McDavid. I mean, some games he takes some abuse. We've had some star players get injured. There's right. the whole the role of the fighter, keeping the game clean, all that kind of stuff. And I, I mean, look, like you said, the, the owners, the presidents, the the marketing people, they're trying to sell the game. It's hard to right. do that if Steven Stamkos is, is sidelined or if McDavid is hurt like he did last year. Are we right. is hockey doing enough to protect the star players? Probably not. Uh, certainly, it wasn't the case when I owned the team. I mean, there was you know obviously I had all I had to do was make sure I had McSorley or some of their tough guys hanging around to protect Wayne and so forth. And um, yeah, you know they should think about what they're marketing for God's sakes. I mean, you're selling basically your stars. In the movie business, I can't sell a movie if I haven't got a star in it. And I don't think you sell any sport. I mean, look at basketball. Uh, you know, you don't sell any sport without a major star for the most part. And the fact that these stars are vulnerable, in hockey especially, uh, I think I think is from a marketing standpoint, is horrible. Now, from an actual game standpoint, and actually how those stars feel themselves, because they don't want to be viewed as different than anybody else. So they're not happy about the idea of being treated any any but differently. But guess what they are and they should be. Do you remember I mean I know there's a story that that, that Wayne wanted McSorley I mean you mentioned Robitaille you, you yeah. had him. Anything resonate with you that a that a star player ever said about abuse or trying to deal with abuse or be protected while he was on the ice? You know Wayne and the other players like that would rarely say that to me um you know it's their attitude um you know hockey players are a unique breed in the sense that they they're tough guys and they want to be tough and they don't they, they just don't whine about that kind of thing in the way that some other sports probably would so the answer is no i don't really hear that directly from them mm-hmm. but again if you're an owner and you're trying to sell the team you're trying to sell the sport i think you'd be kind of silly if you can't figure out some way to protect the asset. You know, so, if you have a pot of gold, I think you put it in a, I think you put it in a, in a vault somewhere. You don't put it in the middle of the, of the street and see what happens. That's a great way to put it. So, are you? Do we need more fighting? Do we need to get? Do we need to not worry about instigating? Uh, do we need to have the more European rules where a hard body check could result in a penalty? I mean, what do you, how do you, how do we well, keep maybe these guys? That's it. Maybe the European rules are, are, are one one way of dealing with it. I mean, that's certainly one possibility. I would think. Um, and maybe, you know, uh, I don't think fighting is the ultimate answer. Um, you know, I think it's, that's sort of well known. Everybody knows what happens. And frankly, if the big stars do get hit, they do fight anyway. So I don't think that's going to change much, but I think some rules of, of, uh, maybe the European sense might work better or something to, to help, to help sell the game, frankly. Again, if, if the game gets hurt, you know, 
not only is Edmonton's team hurting, and not only is the possibility of them, you know, making playoffs or going further hurt, hurt, but the fans are going to be, you know, not there as much. Now, of course, in Edmonton, you know, they go there no matter what. But if you're in a, in a, in a southern state or a western state, that's not the case. You're going to go to see your stars. Yeah, for sure. Bruce, I, I wish we had more time, but we're coming up to uh, to a news break. I really appreciate your perspective, and, and I and I really appreciate that you made yourself available. I know you've been on uh, uh, on an anniversary of the Gretzky trades, but we just wanted to have yeah. you on to to talk a little hockey. Well, you know, we we didn't even talk anything about the Toronto Argos, but uh, I know you got a great cup <laughs> ring stashed away somewhere. You probably wear every once in a while. <laughs> you got that. You got that right, <laughs> Bruce. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of the hockey season, and keep in touch. You got it anytime. That is Bruce McDowell checking in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet, former owner of the Los Angeles Kings. And yes, Toronto Argos, we didn't talk uh, as much about that experience with John Candy and Wayne Gretzky. Probably some of you remember that. I, I thought, you know what, I'm, if you missed the, that, and Patrick Bowers on the other side of the window is our studio producer tonight, we're gonna, we sh- we'll replay some of that uh, McNall about protecting the star players. What did he say? If you have a pot of gold, you put it in a vault. You don't put it in the middle of the street and see what happens. I thought that was a pretty cool perspective. Uh, all right. Uh, phone lines are open, by the way. Anything you heard there with Bruce you want to chime in on? 780-496-0063. You can also text 630-630. Fun show. A lot more to come tonight. Aaron Portsline covers the Columbus Blue Jackets. Second best team in the NHL based on points percentage. He's going to check in tonight. And a, a new feature we have going on between now and the end of the year. Heroes of 2016. Local boxer Jelena Mergenovic, who is a eight-time world champion, will catch up with her as we roll along. And Brandon Davidson, Todd McClellan, the latest Oilers news coming up. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Serving Edmonton and making Christmas dreams come true for more than 60 years, we are 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 6.34 Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. Just had Bruce McNall on the show, former LA Kings owner. Uh, had the uh, book that came out, I think it was 2003, called Fun While It Lasted. Of course, Bruce uh, owned the Los Angeles Kings, owned the Toronto Argos. Got in a little bit of trouble, was behind bars for a while, but uh, still working hard in the entertainment business. Possibly a movie or a... Uh, TV show about his life. I said, who would you like to play? Play you. He said, Leonardo DiCaprio. But he says, maybe that's not totally realistic. Uh, That full interview is going to be up on Inside Sports page on 630Ched.com. It'll be part of the podcast as well. For me, the the most interesting stuff there was talking to McNall about keeping the stars in the game safe. And here's part of what he just said. They should think about what they're marketing, for God's sakes. I mean, you're selling... Basically, your stars. In the movie business, I can't sell a movie if I haven't got a star in it. And I don't think you sell any sport. I mean, look at basketball. Uh, you know, you don't sell any sport without a major star for the most part. And the fact that these stars are vulnerable, in hockey especially, uh, I think I think is from a marketing standpoint, is horrible. Now, from an actual game standpoint, and actually how those stars feel themselves, because they don't want to be viewed as different than anybody else. So they're not happy about the idea of being treated any any bit differently. But guess what? They are, and they should be. They are, and they should be treated differently. I, I thought he raised an interesting point. 
And Connor McDavid, hopefully, is going to be an Edmonton Oiler for a long time. And you know what that means? There are going to be nights that he gets pushed around. And I think sometimes we romanticize past eras of ho- eras of hockey. And let's let's face it, everybody. Not every it didn't happen every time that Wayne Gretzky got shoved or slashed or looked at the wrong way that Dave Semenko or Marty McSorley just went out and beat up the offending person. Wayne Gretzky had to at times take some abuse and sometimes fend for himself and sometimes give a guy a stick back. Now there were enough guys on the team that could also take care of things and and make sure he was safe. Fine, fair enough. Um, but it, but it, it, I think it's a very interesting discussion about. I don't know if I necessarily want to call it the players policing the game themselves. Um, I mean, I think that's also the referee's job. I think there's always going to be stuff that happens. I think the league does does have to suspend when appropriate. But we all know that whether Milan Lucic or Zach Cassian or whoever is on the Edmonton Oilers, there's going to be nights when Connor McDavid takes a shove or takes a slash or Brandon Manning says whatever he's going to say and McDavid's going to have to deal with it or the refs are going to have to call penalty or sometimes he's just going to have to suck it up and and live with it. Now, the worst-case scenario out of this is guys get hurt. And Bruce McNall, I thought, had a that was really interesting what he said. You have to realize that without the stars, you, you it's pretty darn hard to sell the game. It's pretty darn hard to sell the game. In Canada, maybe not. I mean, I, in, in Canada, we would probably go out and watch an entire team made up of four lines of Mark Letestu and Matt Hendricks and Zach Cassian because we love hockey and we appreciate that to it. But how do you sell it if, you know, Atlanta did, didn't have a team? We, we talked about the markets that aren't doing well, whether you want to say the uh, Miami area with Florida Panthers, Arizona with the Coyotes, Carolina with the Hurricanes, but I thought it was also interesting that Bruce said the stars in hockey don't want to be singled out, right? And I, and I think that's different, especially from the NBA, where really the NBA is all about star versus star. LeBron got his championship. LeBron brought the title to Cleveland. Steph Curry's going to shoot the lights out. Magic versus Bird. I mean, hockey players would reject that, I would think. It's just the mentality of hockey. You're brought up, even if you're a star player, you need the strong guy on the team. You need the checker, you need the penalty killer, you need the goalie, you need the shutdown defenseman. So even if you go out and get three points a game, don't you dare get three points a game and play more, don't you dare put yourself uh, above the rest of the team and put yourself on the marquee. And like Connor McDavid said when they played Buffalo last week, he goes, well, geez, hopefully the hype's going to die down because it's not McDavid versus Eichel. I think hockey players would reject that, you know. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bruce is on the line. Hi, Bruce. Yeah, hi, Reed. How are you tonight? I'm doing well. I hope you got to hear McNall's interview. I didn't hear that, but uh, when the Oilers played Toronto in Toronto, Kadri had his way with McDavid, pushed him around, did whatever he wanted to do, scored the winning goal, but no one went up to Kadri and said. Buddy, back off or else I'm going to deal with you. No one did that. Since then, they've been hot and cold, hot and cold. And I don't know if there's anybody on the team that would stick up. It seems like it's deja vu from last year. 
Yeah, well, you, you raise an interesting point that sometimes just the verbal message uh, might tone it down a little bit. I mean, I know Kelly Rudy told the story a few weeks ago where stuff was going on against the Flames. Uh, now, Wayne was now with L.A., and someone on Calgary w- was, was picking on him, and McSorley skated up to the Flames bench and said, here's how it's going to work. If this goes on, I'm not going to fight your tough guy. I'm going to kill Doug Gilmore or whoever, whoever the star, right? Right. So is, right. is that a way to, is that a way to handle? I mean, should have, should have Darnell Nurse or somebody said to Kadri, do that one more time. I'm going to break Austin Matthews wrist. Now you get exactly. suspended yeah. if you do that, but the, that, that's how you're saying it should go. Yes, I do say that. Yeah. And not only that, back when, the, when they didn't wear helmets, if you went into the corner and you got an elbow high, the next time John Ferguson or Johnny McKenzie was going to go after you tooth and nail. Right. Well, and I, you know, and I think there are uh, there are probably. Well, I, I don't think probably. I know there are ways to be physical and nasty without fighting. Uh, I yeah. know pr- some people probably don't agree with me, but I. Th- but I think if Kadri does that to McDavid. And that was probably the worst example this year. I mean, sure, there's been times he's been knocked down, but you're not, you can't yeah. expect another team to never try to get the puck or body check. Um, no. But somebody line Kadri up, somebody line Matthews up, even if you have to hit him two seconds late and take a charging penalty, maybe that's right. the alternative to fighting him or getting suspended. Yes. And if you look at it, when Taylor Hall hit that gentleman from, or that young kid from Vancouver, there was like everybody picking up for everybody. And but I don't see that with the Oilers. Well, and what McNall was saying, and he sees everything from a business perspective, right? He's not like I asked him about the draft lottery. He said, "I think it's great because it gets more people to pay attention." He doesn't care whether it's fair or not. He, if he owns yeah. a hockey team, he wants you to pay attention to hockey twelve months of the year. The draft lottery yeah. helps you do that. So he's saying, if I mean Stamkos is hurt, right? So yes. that takes a little bit of the shine off Saturday's game. Agreed? Now, yes. guys are always going to get hurt, but, but star players have been hurt because they've been abused. And Bruce yes. is saying, that has to stop because I can't sell a movie with somebody nobody's heard of. And if the Edmonton yes, Oilers roll into St. Louis without Connor McDavid or the Calgary Flames roll into St. Louis without Johnny Goudreau, Let's face it. Well, now the St. Louis media, maybe they're going to go to the Cardinals off-season news conference or see what's yeah. going on in the NCAA, right? I agree. I agree. It's an interesting but debate. Thanks for take, but, but thanks for taking my call. Always glad to hear from you, Bruce. 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. Greaser says, stars having to fight their own battles, too, is what makes hockey such a great game. That's a fair point. And, and, and look, I'm not... I don't even know if I'm giving you a solution here. I, I just think it's an ongoing debate about what... And it's probably individual to a lot of you about how you perceive how hockey should should be played, how you perceive the offensive players uh, should or should not have to defend themselves. But you're right. No hockey player worth his salt is going to take a body check or two and run to the bench and say, hey, buddy, can you go beat up so-and-so for me? Right? I mean, that's just not how hockey players are, are wired. 780-496-0063. J.D. in Lethbridge says, Reed, Bob Stoffer should play Bruce McNall in his movie. Oh, my goodness, J.D. Bring in the cheekiness on a Monday night. 
DB says, I think there was an over-promise on how no one was going to take liberties with McDavid, and it's been under-delivered. The narratives have been just wait till next game. Well, that's a day late and a dollar short. That is coming in from DB. You can text 63630, the phone number 780-496-0063. Still no score between the Bruins and the Habs. Boston is on the power play. We'll keep you updated, and you'll hear from Brandon Davidson, likely to return tomorrow. Oh, I also asked Todd McClellan why they did something as foolish is try to score on a power play. I'll explain when we get back. This is Cam Talbot. This is Oscar Plethbaum. This is Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. Help bring Christmas to those who might otherwise go without. Please support 630 Chad, Santa's Anonymous. Santa'sAnonymous.ca delivery weekend coming up this weekend. Oilers are home tomorrow. They're home on Saturday. The Blue Jackets and the Lightning will be the opponents. Then they have a three-game road trip before their Christmas break. Hey, thanks for tuning in at 648 Inside Sports on 630. Chad Jordy texting 630-630. He says, in this age of watered-down, excuse me, hockey, I thank the hockey gods that we have Nurse and Cassian to take care of business. That's from Jordy. And Jordy, as you probably know, no nurse for up to 12 weeks, ankle surgery. Mark says, uh, hi there, the Oilers need to do what the Sharks did to nurse last year, have a throwaway guy who can settle scores and understands his role. That is from Mark to 630-630. And Jeff from Kimberly, B.C. On a Monday, a very early nominee for the text of the week, Jeff. You, are, uh, you, know, how to, you know how to get right at me. You know my interests. Reed, how about the guy who plays Eugene on The Walking Dead to play Bruce McNall? That is from Jeff. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know what? That text just came in, so I couldn't look up the actor's name. But uh, that, that's that's not bad. Eugene from The Walking Dead. By the way, Walking Dead fans, are you like me? Are you a little disappointed with the first half of this season? Are we feeling like the show is past its prime? I'm I'm kind of feeling that way, first half of the season. Uh, yeah, I, this isn't a Walking Dead show, but I, I do I do enjoy it, but I, I have not enjoyed it as much. And is Negan just more tiring than anything else at this point? Well, look at me deliver the line this way. Hey, I got a bat. I'm going to grin, but I'm actually mean. I got a baseball bat. Anyway, I'll never be able to see anybody named Lucille the same way. Uh, all right, 780-496-0063. Just uh, quickly here, how about that winner last night? McDavid to Latestu, slapper save, rebound, score! Hammered home. By your own guy. Patrick yeah. Line, he right. can finish. Goal scorer, score goals, Jack. He saw an open net, he knew he had to bury it. He, brain cramp. It was a brain cramp. He wasn't trying to clear it. He was putting the puck in the net because he saw a wide open net. So that, I mean, I was just going to ask you, is that possible? That's what you saw? Because that's, that's what I saw. That's what I saw. I've been around the game for 30, 40 years now. I've never seen that before in my life. I've seen guys scoring themselves by mistake. He was trying to put the puck in the net, it looks like. Yeah, it's trying to trying to get, get rid of the puck right away. And... Uh, yeah, it was just a bad position for me and uh, unfortunate goal. So I guess we can't complain about the Oilers not getting any, any breaks, at least for a couple, until after Christmas. Next six games, uh, five, uh, what, five games now until after, before Christmas. We can't complain about the Oilers not getting any breaks. 
That there is no greater break than a guy shooting the puck into his own net. And like Rob says, and we talked about it on overtime, overtime, overtime open line last night. I think he that in that split second he was trying to score. Saw the puck, saw the open net. He's a goal scorer. Bang! I shot it in. Oh, that's the wrong. That's the wrong net. I really think that's what happened. Steve texting six thirty six thirty. He says referees just need to call all the obstruction and fouls being committed. Short of that, players need to target the other team's best players and run them and tell them it will end when you stop running our star player. That is from Steve. You know what, Steve? That's a great text, and you you raise a good point about the obstruction fouls. And I've seen now. Look, I I mostly watch Oilers games, obviously, but. You guys can tell me if I'm wrong. Are we not seeing some inconsistency with interference penalties this year? I mean, Adam Larson gets called for interference, and I'm I'm going to be biased here. I'm only going to point out things that went against the Oilers, but there are other examples. Adam Larson gets called for interference Friday in Minnesota, basically turned to skate with the guy. Their arms got tangled up. The Minnesota player fell. Larson gets called for interference. And yesterday, a couple of occasions, an oiler dumps the puck in. The puck is long gone. He tries to skate past the Winnipeg player and gets smushed into the boards. To me, that's textbook interference. So, Steve, I think you make a a good point. This texture says, hey, Reed, do you think Connor is starting to get a reputation around the league similar to Crosby as a baby on the ice? Or is that just something that comes with the star power? I had this argument with a friend who seems to think so. I beg to differ. He's solid with his body language and carries himself like a real professional on the ice. I love that he's not afraid to give a little smirk and skate away. Then he'll burn opponents where it matters on the scoreboard. That is from uh, an unnamed texture. Sign your first name if you can. I'm not sure who that's from. I don't, I mean, look, I, I remember Wayne Gretzky used to be called a whiner by fans of opposing teams, right? I remember Mario Lemieux used to be called a big baby by fans of teams other than the Penguins. I, I'm sure the star player is going to have a lot of attention. If, uh, if Mark Letestu gets hooked down and looks at the ref and is like, what the heck are you looking at? No camera is going to catch that. If McDavid gets hooked down and looks at the ref and like, what are you doing? I got hooked. The cameras are going to catch that. The visiting, the visiting, the other fans are going to say, well, what a baby. Uh, I, I don't think he has that reputation. Um, you know, has there been a couple times this year, has he looked at the ref sideways? Certainly he was unhappy after the Kadri overtime goal in Toronto and said something. Do I think Connor is being excessive with it? No, I don't. Um, do I think he was pretty harsh with Brandon Manning last week? Well, obviously he called him classless, and I think that's the one or you know the the time for this season he can really go off. Now, if two weeks from now Connor comes out and blasts some other player, then I'm going to say, okay, wait a minute, man, you we, you got to calm down. You can't be doing that uh, every single time. But no, I, I don't I don't and you know what I never even really thought Crosby was a baby. Now I do think players are going to mature and learn how to handle referees better as they get older. And hey, there there very well may be a moment this year or next that McDavid doesn't handle the best that he could with a referee. I think some of that just comes with with getting a little older as well. Dallin texting in, he goes, I was wondering if Line A's goal would count on my fantasy team as a game-winning goal. Sadly, it does not. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's from Dallin, who's disappointed he, he didn't get credit for Lyday's goal on his fantasy team. Uh, Rob, I only got a minute and a half. Do you want to do it now, or do you want to come in after the news? I can come in quick. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just calling uh, about the offside. I mean, obviously, uh, I think that the current rule with, uh, I mean, the Cassian goal is an example uh, that that type, type of call is slowing the game down a bit. So how does the process work? Because I think everybody that I've talked to and, and have listened to the show agree that the line should be infinite and, and, and breaking the plane of it should be sufficient. So is that something you think the league will look at? I hope so. I, I think the blue line should extend up into the air. So if your foot is hovering over the blue line, you're still on side. I think that's what you mean, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because, I mean, that, that was a good hockey play, and it that, I, that would never have been called before, right? I was I, I was really irritated that that was disallowed. There were a lot of disallowed goals in the first round of the playoffs last year on similar plays. That's not why they brought in video review for offside. At this point, Rob, I would either get rid of the video review for offside and say that the league could call down and challenge if there was a blatant one. You take the coach's challenge out. Or right. you say, coaches, if you want to challenge offside, that's fine, but we're not going to look at it frame by frame. We're going to look at it full speed. Yeah, that's all I think it should be, too, because it is cutting into the, the flow of the game and creating less goals, right? Rob, good to hear from you, man. Right on. Take care. And you'll hear a little bit from Zach Cat. I didn't get to Davidson or McClellan. That's still coming up. And Aaron Portsline will tell you why the Blue Jackets are doing so well. Inside Sports on Chad. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.